you doing that thing where you're going to wait for me to like start talking? Yep, you did it again. You got to stop. It's not funny, man. No one appreciates you turning the mic on in the middle of my sentences. I was leaning towards the mic to say, hello, RSL Nation. How are you? This is your boys, Adele and the Baker. And then you started talking. Dude, you got to give like a three, two, one. You got to give me a countdown. You got to do something here, Chief. This, well, this ain't cutting it. We're a little less professional than that. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's up, RSL Nation? It's your boys. Adele and the Baker. How you doing? Uh, dude, what is it, like T-minus four days or something to footy? It's ridiculous. I can't, I literally cannot wait. It doesn't even seem real. I mean, preseason's done and dusted. Rosters are being finalized, unless you're the LA Galaxy and you've got like 19 DPs on their roster apparently, and that's not a problem for anyone. I'm just making new rules. Dude, if if they don't have to get rid of a DP, I'm going to be I'm going to be so pissed. So pissed. I mean, I'm still going to watch soccer obviously yeah. in the MLS and support, but it's like at some point it's just like they're not even like the big club anymore. Like we've got Atlanta and and LAFC yeah. and but somehow LA Galaxy just knows how to work. If it. I was Atlanta, I would be pissed. Cause oh, I'm, yeah, because they have to get, get rid of what's-his-face. Well, not just that, but I'm hiring all this front office. I'm doing all this research. I'm getting. I'm trying to get real tricky and, and jiggy with it, right? And I'm trying to play the rules because, let's face it, I think every team needs a person Yeah, yeah. To... that does nothing but follow the rules and figure out what the heck we're sure. doing. Absolutely. They're, it, at this point, there's suggestions depending on who you are. Yeah. You know, what like size your club is. And they'll change them accordingly. It's insane. It's insane. But that's not why we're here today. Well, uh, one more on that. Okay. You know those like dog days in July and August when we're like, oh my God, we suck. Can the season be over? I mean, I've, I've never thought can the season be over even when it's like awful footy. Well, I haven't either, but we have thousands of people who follow the pages. Uh-huh. Sure. Someone somewhere. There's always someone that's like, oh my God, I just hope the season is over. And I'm like, just remember December. Late December, early January, no footy, no RSL, nothing, no trips to the riot. It's feeling like the night before Christmas almost. Yes, yeah, not the day before. Anyways, forget all the others. We have one topic to cover tonight. It's, it's kind of a big one. So it's that's a big why one. The, and we've been talking about doing this episode, I think, for a minute. Yeah. And I'm glad that we waited for the preseason to be over. Because my opinion on some of these dudes is different radically than shifted than at the end of last year. Agreed. And to allude to, I think to uh, uh, cement what you were talking about, we're here to talk about the roster. We're here to talk about spot by spot, player by player, what does starting 11 look like come March 2nd. That's it. And we have, I think we agree on a lot. Yeah, but the parts we don't agree on is where our nation needs to weigh in now before we even get our list out of the way mm-hmm. i was listening to uh brian dunseth smart man usually i think probably the foremost authority on actual rsl knowledge in the nation yes from i mean media, the nation yeah yeah from a media perspective for oh sure. yeah of course yeah i would really hope club. that mike petke knows better than, than sure. Brian Dunseth. yes but yes. i mean from a media perspective brian dunseth is the guy so brian dunseth is one of the reasons that i personally don't think we should pretend to be experts right because at the end of the day we're just fans we might follow more press releases than most yeah, we might like be all on the, press the well, yeah, all <laughs> the press releases. So we might be following different happenings more than most. And what sure. we try to do with the page 
is two things. Let's hear it. One, we're trying to consolidate the information yes. and present it to the nation so that mm. not everybody else has to go to a hundred different pages and Twitter accounts and Facebook accounts and Definitely. and all these things and just put it in one place. Right. So we're trying to be informative, but this is mostly not us giving our expert quote unquote opinion. Right. And secondly, we're trying to have some fun. That's the big one. We're trying to entertain. Inform and entertain. Absolutely. That is it. Now, by inform, I'm not saying that we're giving him some insider information. We have broken news before. We have we. Yeah, we have. We have broken news based on what? Like other people's tweets? Like rumors that we knew to be true before the official press release has gone okay. by. Okay, all right. Because and when we, I say broke news, I mean by like We read two between minutes. lines in other things in some cases. Yeah, no, we've had straight up confirmations. Okay, all right, whatever. So let's get right into it. So what let's. we're going to do is I'll give you my lineup. Mm -hmm. I'll give you 1 to 11. Sounds great to me. I'd love to hear your 1 to 11. No problemo. And let's talk about our differences. Absolutely. And then we can get into maybe depth charts. For sure. In some of these areas. No that time work? Like, no time like the present. Let's Heck hear it. Yes. All right. Here's my starting 11, RSL Nation. Start a goalkeeper. It's still Nick Romando's gig. No one's taking that. I love what I'm seeing from Putna. It's Nick Romando's job. All right. Speaking of glad that I watched the preseason, right back. I thought it was going to be Lennon. I thought there was no way that Tony Beltran was going to come back and look good right. after such a long time off. I thought he looked awesome in the preseason. I thought he looked better than Lennon in the preseason. Okay. Right back, Tony Beltran. Fair enough. Left back. Guess who? No, no, uh, Miss, no left foot, Adam Herrera. Mr. Adam Herrera is on the left side. Yep. He's starting my left side for many different reasons. Okay. In the middle, this is no easy choice. We have three high-quality players. We used to have three high-quality players. I think we still have three high-quality players. Okay. For me, the two starting center backs, Silva, M. Silva, obviously, mm -hmm. and Adam. Yeah. Have to be those two. We're losing a lot of speed. But so much experience, that's the place we need experience. Works for me. Nedim Silva. Okay. The middle. This is where it gets interesting. This is where it starts getting interesting. So in my opinion, Damir is a no-brainer. Right. So in the, the middle. Damir is playing defensive mid. Okay. Next to? Kyle Beckerman. All right. I think Kyle Beckerman still takes it. Okay. There's this a point is, of contention right there. I, I agree. Especially since in the past, I have said that those two do not play well with each other. Because they're both slow. Right. I still, I can get myself to bench one of these guys. So, okay. I'm saying this is my starting lineup this Saturday. Right? Oh, are you saying what you would start or what you think the starting lineup is going to be? This is to? what I would start. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Well, next So, case. Demir and Kyle. All right. Offensive midfielder. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no question for me. This is my second most important player on the field, Albert Rushniak. All right. He's playing it. He's pulling all the strings. Albert Rushniak is our offense. As he goes, everyone else goes. Okay. Now my front three. As you can guess, since I started the mirror, and, and this is my probably my toughest decision. For sure. I'm starting Johnson right. at nine. Makes sense. I've said you this before. I, I still say it doesn't matter how he does. He's starting five, six games for me. We'll see what happens. For sure. And then right side, I think zero contention. Severino starts. 
right? Love what Baird is doing, love what some of the other guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Severino starts on the right, and on the left, I still have to start Plata this Saturday. Okay. It has to be Plata. Again, so much, probably one of the most contended places on the whole field is left wing. Yeah. Because Baird is not taking Severino's job, but he's he could take Plata's job right. with a right foot. He has one of those. He does have one of those. And a left foot. But on the left side. Yeah. Well, you have a big problem with Herrera playing right, left Right, because he doesn't a... have a left yeah. foot. All right, all right, all right. And then Bofo. I think Bofo is ready for prime time. I think Bofo can take their place easily. I'm still starting Plata this Saturday. Okay. So my starting 11, just to recap, then we get yours. Sure. Raimondo, goalie. Yeah. Beltran on the right. Herrera on the left. Nedim Silva in the middle. We got Damir and Kyle, defensive mid. Rushniak, offensive mid. Mid. Plata, left wing, Johnson, number nine, Severino, right wing. Let sure. me see yours. And just to be clear, this is a very important point of uh, of discussion for me. It's This is, if we were Mike Petke, who you would start? Just Because to be clear, I do think that this starting 11 is more or less what we're going to see against Houston. But if it was me, the, the players I would start out the back, I think, you know, you've... You've made the, you've made the point very very well. It's obviously Nick Romando. It was never, at least the start. It was never going to be anybody else. At least the start. Uh, We're talking about game one this for Saturday. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. That being said, his job to lose, especially after, you know, some of those. I think he's going to keep that job this year, regardless. I, I for the for the most part, I think you're right. Um, and then I'll go, uh, I'll go, I'll go outside in for the defensive line. Mm-hmm. So I. I disagree about uh, Beltran to start. Belt- Beltran, to me, is a defensive sub. Uh, it is. Pre- oh, we're not talking about subs yet. For sure. Just I get that. Lineup, yeah. I get that. So I'm going with um, uh, uh, Brooks Lennon uh, at the right back. I-, I think Petke likes that youth and that speed and what it brings. Um, I think center back is, is the center back pairing is much more obvious, in my opinion. I think we used to have three very great CBs, and now we have two okay C or two slightly above average CBs and one okay CB. Uh, the two slightly above average to me are are Nedim and Silva. I you know agree with you on that. So uh, you got Nedim and Silva playing central defense, huh? I do. It, okay. It's I think glad something's going on there. I'm not a sports psychologist. I'm also not his daddy, so I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's going on in his head. This Saturday is not his starting job. Dude, is what you're saying dude's lost it. He's he needs a he needs some help. Um, there is no way I would play Adam uh, uh, Aaron Herrera at left. Um, it kind of forces uh, Toya. It's, it's Aaron. Is it's A A R O N? Yeah, no, we're thinking Adam Henley. No, no, no. no we both called him Adam Herrera earlier. Oh, it's Aaron Herrera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her- Herrera. Apologies, Aaron, Adam. Aaron Herrera, no left. Anyway. Um, it's. I think Petke disagrees with me here. I don't think Toya is going to get the start. Um, this is what you would do. But this is what I would do. Uh, Herrera is a defensive liability to me, and it's. I think it's very, very obvious. All right. Well, who do you got in the central Defense. defensive mid? So or would this, you play that? This is where you and I, I think, will never agree. I also think Petke, if he knows what's good for him, isn't going to start Kyle Beckerman and uh, uh, Demir. Because I think it would cost him his job at this point. I do think Demir is there. 
but I think he is there with Everton. Everton Luis. Ooh, um, hold on a second. Did you just bench Kyle Beckerman this Saturday? I benched Kyle Beckerman this Saturday. It's... Um, you heard it here first. Right, and I... and. Not even like this Saturday, but I think like in general, RSL's ideal eleven starts without Kyle Beckerman at this point. I think I think he's he's got that super sub status. Um, I I just I don't. She's so starting the mirror and everything. It's the mirrors at this. I I think you could make the argument that the mirrors are best slash most important player. Like like that, that's an easy argument. He's by he's for me the best most important player. You know, and it, we it, can do uh, I think depth chart that. in a second. So yeah, uh, yeah I mean it's. It is what it is, and I love me some KB. I'm not even gonna pretend I don't. But the like, I can't justify leaving the mirror off of the field mm-hmm. uh, to make, you know, yeah, Kyle Beckman quote unquote feel good. So yeah. benching KB, hell of an option to have on the bench. Uh, Rushnak, obviously the point of the attack. Um, it's the in the preseason they were trying to get him on the wings, and I know he plays on the wings for Slovakia, uh, his national team. Right, I think he plays on the right. Um, I did not like his play uh, on the wings for RSL obviously our, they, we are all kinds of issues defensively and, and with shape and I know it's not a good indication of how good he'd be on the wings I'm sure he's more than competent but I just like having him pulling those strings the play needs to go through him none of that skipping the wings right I agree with you on uh, Savarino on the right it's you know that that just is good business I'd say one of our better players so you gotta have him out on the bench on the on the field mm-hmm. Johnson definitely gets the um, you know gets the start it's you don't go sign a DP striker and then not play him I hope <laughs> um, it, it's you know you gotta have the dude out there yeah um, and then the, to give him and, a shot and then another point of, of disagreement and that's gonna blow my mind that I'm saying this because I gave this dude the hardest time last year. But I think Corey Baird at this point starts over Plata. Whoa! Um, and I recognize I'm eating some serious crow. Kid's rookie of the year, and he did it in his non-preferred position. I loved what I saw with the uh, U.S. Men's National Team. He had he had those two games. Mm-hmm. Um, like, dude's just phenomenal on the wing. And I say let's let's give him a try with two fan like a fresh Plata in the 60th minute is. I love having that problem. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my 11 there. Uh, it's, Recap. So, so we've got Ramondo in the back, uh, uh, Tony Beltran on the right, uh, Nedum and Silva in the middle, Toya on the left, Demir and Everton anchoring your uh, defensive midfield, Rushnak pulling the strings, Corey Baird on the left, Salvarino on the right, and Sam Johnson putting putting him in the back of the net at that striker role. That's... that's uh, that's how I see it. That, my friend, is a different lineup. For sure. And, I mean, I think, you know, the, the big one is is midfield, where you and I disagree. Yeah. Specifically defensive midfield. Um, and then, you know, Plata versus Corey Baird. That being said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it now. I think your starting 11 is much closer to the reality of what we're going to see on... Uh, yeah, on on uh, on Saturday. That being said, I think mine is. I just don't know how to bench Kyle, yet. Yeah, for sure. No, don't get me wrong. Give me give it give it a few weeks. We'll see what happens. I just don't know how to bench Kyle. You cannot. I I made the mistake a couple of years. Actually, the last two years, each year, I I made the mistake of 
discounting or counting out Kyle Beckerman. Never do that again. Yeah, and for sure. He, he, I think he had one of his better years of the past five or six years last year. I, I would. I think he had a very good year last year. I agree. I don't think it was like. I mean, this is a dude that used to get regularly called up for the U.S. men's national team. Like, I, I, I don't. Well, the think competition was... at the U.S. national team also got a little stiffer. He got older. Sure. He doesn't get called up for out of age reasons. So I get that. Look, I'm not. I'm looking at it from my perspective, mm-hmm. sitting in section 35, row H. You want to tell them the seats? No, I don't want to tell them the exact okay. seats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and from up there, it, it looks like he had one of the better years this year. I, I thought the I thought in the very beginning, the first couple of huh? games, I thought he didn't do well. Right. I blamed it on the haircut. Yes, Samson. And, and then, then it just worked out. For sure. I, I agree. About middle of the year, towards the end, he was playing... Phenomenal footy. Uh, the exception being any time him and the mirror were paired together. All right, so uh, let's go put, uh, through the position. So we talked about Armando a bit. We did. No chance he's losing the job this year, right? Not to start. I think, you know, you never know what happens. And, and at the end of the day, uh, time is undefeated. Um, you know, we, we've got some kid, kids on the bench, some young young guns ready to play. It's it's. I could see... I could see Romando kind of... Okay, at some later point, at, at but no point time is, soon. No, no, yeah. not to, definitely not to start. All right, Tony Beltran on the right side. The other option is obviously Lennon. Right. I'm I'm thinking Lennon still gets a whole lot of playing time this year. Oh, absolutely. I think Lennon, along with Bofo, because neither of us are starting Bofo for some reason, because mm-hmm. I couldn't believe he went with Baird over Bofo. Sure. On the left. I, would, I mean, if I wasn't starting Plata... Bofo is in line. Right. Next. I just want to see Bear do wing stuff for us. Yes. So, but on the right side, Lennon, he's not taking Severino's minutes. No. No. Unless it's a game over or we just need a, you know, infusion of energy in like the 80th minute or something, right? How many games do you think Beltran does not start this year? We're obviously assuming no injuries. Yeah. Assuming he doesn't start? Yeah. I'd say at least a quarter, if not more. Okay. So you're still thinking um, Lennon starts a decent amount of games this Oh, year. for sure. For sure. And you're thinking he might come in a decent amount of the time. Yeah. To me, if Brooks Lennon isn't my starter, I have a hard time seeing him not being the first sub. Like, so, so any scenario I can think of, I see the appeal of having Brooks Lennon. So the kids got... Over Bovo? Um, I mean, if we're like down like two goals or something, and the offense is just not putting them away, obviously putting. We're them away assuming off. an offensive sub here. Uh, no, no, not necessarily. Okay. So, uh, Brooks Lennon has like an eye for goal. Like the yes. kid wants to play up front, and he took a defensive job because it was a way to get on the field. I respect yes. the hell out of that. Yep. But he did do a very solid job as a def- technically a defender last year. Was he most improved? Or I think he actually player? won Defensive Player of the Year in, on yes, the club. He did. It's, yes. it's a, it is a player vote, but still, that's impressive. That's the most important vote. So here's a dude that loves to go score goals that you are technically bringing on a defender. So to me, if you're you know if you're if it's one one and you're trying to see out a game on the road, Brooks Lennon. You never mm-hmm. know when he's going to have a great shot on goal that could change the game, but you also yeah. know you're not necessarily sacrificing too much on defense. Yep. He's got some spacing issues and. But yeah, to me, Brooks Lennon is like sub one or two for sure any game. I would say 
depending depending on the situation, I cannot put myself into a situation where he's my first sub. If I need a defensive sub with both of our lineups, and let's get into the next section here, which is the central defense. We both have Nedim and Silva. Right. If I need a defensive sub, I'm bringing on Glad over an offensive player. Sure. If I need an offensive sub, I'm still not bringing on Lennon. I'm bringing on Bofo. Sure. Or in my case, in both of our cases, Bofo, and in my case... Uh, well, in your case, it should be maybe Plata. Sure. Because he's yeah. assumed oh, yeah, healthy yeah. on the bench. For sure. And in my case, Corey Baird. Right. So how can you? How do you put in Lennon over, if you need offensive, either Bofo sure. or Baird because, or defensive over Glad? Because I think it's never that clear cut. So I think of those games when, you know, when RSL plays for the draw, quote unquote. I know we don't really do that. Uh, but, you know, goes out and tries to win them. I, I get... I, I have seen RSL way too many times to count go up a goal and then go defensive in oh, yeah. like the 70th minute yes. and, you know, put in a CB or put in a pure defender, you know, just try to run out the clock and only to have them be punished. I think Brooks Lennon provides you with some, especially if you're not doing, if you're not pulling out Tony Beltran and you're just kind of, you know, throwing in a Brooks Lennon. It's you're getting some defensive experience, some pretty good defensive experience, yeah. if I'm going to be totally honest, I thought while really still well. maintaining a dangerous attack. Like a fresh Brooks so Lennon is going to draw some defenders. If I may translate from what I'm seeing, what you're saying is, as a coach, I can put Brooks Lennon on the field. And not, in and minute, not lose anywhere. In minute like 65, 75. For sure. Whether it's a defensive or offensive sub. Right. And I, if the situation on the pitch changes... I have other options now. Well, not even that, but I, I have other options without making another sub. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because Brooks Lennon can play right wing, I mean, right wing, right, right defender, central defender. Right I mean, he can back. play yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, I, it, I see it, what it's, you're saying. It's To me, it's the, the amount of flexibility that somebody like Brooks Lennon provides. I think, he would, I think he would be a good sub if you want an infusion of energy in the 65th or 75th minute and the game is still tight. Yeah, yeah, for that sure. That would be one of my for one sure. of my goals. But, but if we're like down two goals and you know a, a, a Baird is just missing open goals, which yeah. we've seen him do, obviously, obviously knowing Plata is sitting there, yeah, just rearing to go. I love me Plata with something to prove. If, oh yeah, you know, like there's a dude. Like, so when Plata's on, he's 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 a world beater. Th- there's no one better than world Plata. class. Absolutely. Okay. All right, so let's get to the next position again. Central defense, real yeah. quick. We agree on this mm-hmm. center back, obviously. Yeah, Nedim and Silva. What? All right. So you asked me this question. Not forget twelve months ago, six months ago. Mm-hmm. My number one starter in defense is Glad, Justin Glad. Six months ago. Six months ago. Halfway yeah. through last season. Yeah, yeah. for sure. What do you think happened in the past six months, including the preseason we just saw? And I agree, he he looked super shaky. Right. For whatever reason, I think something happened at practice and going into the playoffs. Remember, Justin Glad, I think, has like, if not zero, very close to zero playoff minutes uh, this last year. He, he was not a starting uh, CB for us in, in the playoffs. I think that he, he dropped off the face of the earth like yeah. two games before the end of the season. It, it, I think it rocked his confidence. I think you have yep. a young dude who was like top of the world, maybe kind of started, you know, it's the old saying, never read your own press releases. Maybe yep. he started reading his own press releases. Got to like, you know, Petke, Petke's a prove it to me in coach, in, yep. in practice kind of coach. 
Um, and what sh- what have you done for me lately? Right. It it kind of sounds like uh, it sounds like he kind of fell off. That being said, you know Silva is always fighting off an injury. So yeah. I, oh, I, he'll get plenty of time. You know, I, yeah. Glad's getting minutes, but at the I can't justify having him on the field right now when I have both yeah. Adam and Silva healthy. We're assuming everyone's healthy. Everyone's in this healthy. whole thing, right? Which and to not be clear, playing like two days rest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, agreed. Right. So that that's boring, but we agree on that. By the way, mm-hmm. my opinion. This is not a topic we were going to discuss, but I think Justin Glad has the highest. Ceiling. Ceiling. I would. Uh, I just. I just. I just pulled it back a little bit because I think Brooks Lennon still has an incredibly high ceiling. I think Corey Baird has a stupid high ceiling. But I do think that. Actually, I will stick with it. I still think Justin Glad has the highest ceiling of any player. Um. I mean, now he's twenty-one. We're, so we're, we're talking about like the 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 ceiling the unrealized potential. For Severino sure. obviously can... He will never be as good as Severino, as important on the team as Severino, but Severino is already closer to his potential. So is Plata, so is Johnson, so sure. is Rushniak, so is Damir. We think Damir... It seems like Damir can just set a goal <laughs> and just... Okay. Just he, do it. If he wants to play baseball next year... He'd figure it out. Yeah, he'll be starting pitcher for the Red Sox. <laughs> like That's what the mirror seems to me like. For sure. A, um, a figure it out kind of guy. So I'm super hard pulling for Justin Glad. I'm I'm really hoping Justin Glad is starting within the first month of the season. Not because the other two are messing up, just because he's killing it and improving. And uh, every time he comes in, because we're up a goal in the 85th, mm-hmm. he's just solid Definitely. and doesn't mess up. Let's get to the left side. Yeah, and this is the point of most contention. So this is, I think, those of y'all who listen to us regularly are familiar with. But let's not assume everyone who's listening right now is listening for the 18th time where we discuss this. So let's just talk about it real quick. I think Aaron Herrera Mm -hmm. starts on the left side. Uh, Yeah. For multiple reasons. I understand his downside of he's not a lefty he's a righty now there are a lot of players in the league mm-hmm. who are who prefer one foot but play the other side yeah because they still have a serviceable yeah other foot absolutely you are of the opinion that his non-preferred foot is so unserviceable mm-hmm. that he's a huge risk he's a liability and a huge liability for the team being on the field right and at this point, it's a like it's not even my opinion. Go watch the Portland preseason game. It's, Go watch it's it. An opinion. It, it, it's an opinion. It's an opinion because he is the that our opponents so seem to share. Here is the counter. The counter argument to that is the rest of his skill set mm-hmm. more than makes up for the overwhelming weakness of his weak foot. My okay. opinion. That's, I think, that's an opinion. I think he's got a skill set that makes him the best, most highly skilled player that can play in that position. You had, who is it? Toya? Toya. RSL's first ever homegrown. Yeah, don't 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 give us that soft crap. Don't eat no Toya. Cares. No one cares. Mm-hmm. There's no way that those skill sets are even close to each other. And, and this is assuming that Toya has a perfectly, greatly serviceable left foot, which it doesn't. 
Honestly, I haven't played, seen that much of Toya play, but he's, he's had a solid career. He's had a solid career. He's, he's a professional footballer, excuse yeah. me, soccer player. 34 appearances for Orlando City, before that 48 appearances for Montreal, yeah. 27 appearances for Chivas USA. For me, it's a no-brainer. Herrera on the left side gives us an additional level of danger up front, an additional level of skill, capability, and ability to get out of tight situations. And I... I would start him on the left side knowing that I'm taking the risk of potentially increasing mistakes on the left side because of his lack of a left foot. And she, and she, I would agree with all of that if last year we weren't like the third most conceded goals or something. Like RSL isn't in a position to be like, hey, we're okay to accept some risk on defense. Like, defensively, we are a weaker team. If you look at just defensive metrics across the league, RSL does, like, bottom 20 percentile. I would, the but board. that's not on him. It's not not on him. He he was, he he played the, like, he's part of the defense. It kind of is okay. on him. Right. I'm right. not saying it's just on him, but I have a hard time I would say... watching games, mm-hmm. him getting the ball, and that being a trigger for our opponents to press, like it doesn't require a crazy. High, like go watch our, go watch the, uh, the attacking players on any semi-decent side RSL faces once Herrera gets the ball. It's very clear that in practice there's a. It, it's what I would do. They scout anytime Herrera gets the ball, press because right. he doesn't have the ability to get out of it. I agree. Disagree. He's, he's dangerous on attack. He he's he's. He offers much more on like talent wise than, than Toya does. Yeah. But he absolutely does not have the ability to get out of dangerous situations on his own. Do you think Toya is better than Danny Acosta? Do I think Toya is better than Danny Acosta? Yes. Probably not. Okay. And Danny couldn't get that job. Dan- I don't think Danny couldn't get that job because of a lack okay. of skill. I'm sure like there was now a lot more to that's it. a whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I-, I genuinely think out of the 11 positions on the field, left back is the most dangerous for ourselves. You know what we're going to do? We're gonna post each of our lineups, have people vote which one they would go with. Yeah, that's we can do that. I think that's easy enough to. We, we might need to draw them up. Clean it up better. a little. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 This, All right, so we disagree. Just, Honest disagreement. Nothing um, wrong with it. I think Toya is good. I would go with Herrera either way. Let's get to the most one of the mo- well, actually, probably the most contended mm. position on the whole field. Yeah, we have three incredible players. I think. In one position. Yes. And we have only two starting spots. Assuming we don't shift position. Well, we're assuming a lot. We're assuming health. We're assuming, you know, no one pisses off Mike the night before the game. We're assuming all sorts of things. So let's just assume we're playing this lineup, which is two defensive midfielders. I like it. All right. We're also, in this case, if I may... Mm-hmm. We're both assuming that Johnson is starting up front at number nine because, in my opinion, this becomes a non-issue if you have Demir up there. If Johnson is not starting at number nine, right? Which, to be clear, he did pick up a knock in uh, Hawaii. It actually sounds like, and they've been um, kind of being cautious with him. It does sound like it's kind of like a more cautious than anything. Yeah. So if he's available, I would imagine him getting minutes. But, yes. You know. So. We're talking about the central defensive midfield, mm-hmm. the defensive midfield position, which, by the way, I think defensive midfield 
is more responsible for conceded goals than any other position on the field. Sure, Provided especially yes, a, especially last year. Uh, well, yeah, in any team in any year, that that's the position that's supposed to slow it down so everyone else can catch up. Assuming the goal doesn't happen from well, one of the some wings. some dumb mistake. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. So, I have a difficult, almost impossible. So before we start that, mm-hmm. um, Everton. Yeah, watched him in the preseason. Pretty solid player. Love the guy. I think he's beyond. I think he's a he, he's a upgrade from Sonny. And I love oh, Sonny. for sure. And I, I think it's a freaking shit. This is why this is the most difficult position for me. So we have Demir Krylak, Kyle Beckerman, and Everton. Yes. None of them are taking Rushniak's position, which is up next, but we won't talk about that yet. Sure. So we have a different, different opinions of who starts. I think Demir starts. Mm-hmm. Because he's the best, most imp- well, not the best, the most important player on our cell. For sure. And I think Kyle has had a very good preseason. Yeah, for sure. A very good year last year. And he doesn't seem to be slowing down with age. He's got the leadership, the on and off the field. Uh, he's got the uh, He's got the presence that makes everyone else feel better about what they're doing on the field. Definitely. So I have to start Demir and Kyle Beckerman in defensive midfield. You disagree with one of those heavily. Right. And and the I think at this point even a very an unsophisticated RSL fan knows that a combination of Demir and Kyle Beckerman in midfield yields horrible results. Like it's not like we have a large enough sample size to basically see that as a fact our defense hasn't gotten better in my opinion over the year so i don't think the the you know cbs or or the right and wing backs are gonna step up and and help cover that space Uh so if anything we are as good slash worse than we were defensively last year right no no disagree but okay assuming your position Mm-hmm. No new like you know yeah. Tony, Tony is back and that's awesome. Yep, we're glad to have him back. But no like you know we didn't go sign out DP center back yet. Right. I mean, right. Okay. We'll go ahead. Yeah. So, so basi- going, yeah. basically, the, we have no reason to believe that the Mir and Kyle would all of a sudden be better than they were last year, or at least I don't. There, there's no evidence to suggest that. I also cannot, in good faith, leave the Mir off the field. Um, I'm not prepared to move any players in my attack, so I have to put him on because you know if you're assuming he's not starting over Johnson, right? Yeah, I mean if that were to change, then that's a totally okay. different story. So I can't leave the mirror off the field. I can't pair him with Kyle Beckerman. That yep. leaves me with no other choice than to have Kyle Beckerman mm-hmm. on the bench. Yep. That's that's how I got to that conclusion. I For think... what it's worth, I think your lineup is the one we see March second. I would prefer oh. mine. I, I would not be shocked in any way, shape, or form if the mirror starts at number nine. Yeah, assuming uh, Sam isn't. No, assuming even if he's healthy. Um, once again, I don't think there's a lot of things that would like trigger a Petke out. You know, like something is wrong with Petke as a coach, other than the mirror and Kyle Beckerman uh, a defensive pairing mm. and a lack of wanting to play your new DP striker. I know, but. He hasn't like he, he's got to be sensitive to that at this point. I, at the I, end of the day, I, everyone's protecting their job. So I get he's sensitive about that, but I would not see how I would. It would be a super simple explanation why he's not starting. Yeah, for sure, he has a thing to point to, but that can't last. Right, I'm talking about this Saturday. Sure, I'm. Yeah, you know it. 
I hope that I, he's I not think, looking I, for reason, like help. I think either way, it's it's a damn shame. Either Everton hmm? or Kyle or, or Kyle are on the bench. Right, for sure. Which so you good know, problems. depending on how you look at it, great problem. That we agree, Rushniak mm-hmm. is the head of the attack. For sure, the number ten. Yep. In the preseason, it is worth noting he did get some minutes on. I think the left wing. Mm-hmm. Didn't look great, in my opinion. He they kind of forgot about him out there. I think. Yeah, and that's and what the preseason is for. So like, play with these things and see what happens. For sure. As Rushniak goes, the team goes. Yeah, yeah. And this goes against some of the things. I know we both keep saying that Demir is the number one player, mm-hmm. and I'm I've been doing a little bit of ranking internally, but I don't know. At the end of the day, I think if Rushniak doesn't have a good game, we're not playing well. That's that's yeah, the most important for sure, thing. For sure. It's he is the attack sometimes. So we're both agreed Rushniak's number ten. No one's touching that. Yep. The mirror would be the most Most likely. Most likely to be able to step in sure. if and, needed. And all it would be is, in my opinion, is is a regression. Not a regression, but like a, a step to last year when Demir and Rushnak were kind of playing over each other. They yeah. had that like overlapping yep. Yep. striker attacking midfielder role. So uh, let's say Rushnak is injured or we're playing three sure. games in six days. Gets called up to the national team. Um, yeah. Damir is who steps in because I don't think he's making the Croatian national team. Nah, they're pretty they're pretty much covered in midfield these days. I'm, pr- pretty, sure, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure they got Barcelona players sitting on the bench these days yeah, in that position. I think Croatia's going to be just fine. All right, so let's keep moving. So Rushniak, we agree, starts. Let's go to the uh, right side. We're talking about Hefferson Savarino. Arguably one of the best players on RSL's roster. Probably the most skilled player. For sure. Okay. On the roster right now. Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. yeah that's what I mean. Oh, uh, not ever. There's... Ever, there's... There's some, Let's there's, just say if dogs never get cancers, we would have a very high-skilled player yeah, yeah, still yeah. probably playing for us. So, uh, so we won't cover man. much there. Yeah. Savarino is He's solid, for sure. proven fighter. He doesn't do anything wrong. Even when he has bad games, it doesn't seem like he's not trying. For sure. It seems like for he's sure. trying. He's, he's very easy as a fan to love. Absolutely. Now, uh, another one we agree on, Sam Johnson, Yeah. number nine, if he's healthy... I say it doesn't matter what he does. He needs to start five or six games. For sure. Yeah, you got to see what this guy's made out of. Um, it's We can't keep signing DP strikers and then not playing them. Like, and at, is his closest replacement... <laughs> this just tells you about Demir. Is his closest replacement Demir? Uh, I mean, realistically, yes. That's yeah. like the next option. Um, we do it, have that other Silva on the team still, don't we? No, no. Was so right now, RSL's forwards consist of Corey Baird, right. Sam Johnson, yep. Tate Schmidt, and Julian Vasquez. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's um, right. So, so I think, you know, no, no disrespect to Julian or, or, or Tate. Um, or Ronaldo. But none of them are it, starting for us anytime soon. Right, for sure. It, it's 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 at Our second best striker is technically our defensive midfielder. Yeah. And if that doesn't speak to RSL's roster... Opportunities. I don't know what does. No, I would. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I would totally see how Baird could play that position. Oh, for sure. For sure. He, he, yeah. he tried and it last year. It didn't work too well, but it worked okay. It wasn't bad. Rookie yeah. of the year. Yeah, it, it did get him rookie of the year, which is there wasn't a whole lot of contention last there year. There was a little bit, but I think he was the very obvious decision. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're set on number nine, mm-hmm. left side. That's the one place where you and I have left to disagree. So here's the thing. I think okay. So in midfield, yes. defensive midfield, we have three high quality players, and you can get we can pick two, right? And there's no right or wrong decision for sure. One is I think 
a given, right. Amir. Uh, the other one is 50-50. More like 70-30, because I do think Kyle does have the, his captain, yada, yada, yada. Sure, sure, there's history there. legend, you know, he's getting a statue. Right. Front left, you have three dudes, and I can't blame anyone for starting any of them. No, right? yeah. Plata, mm-hmm. you have Baird. We do. And one guy neither of us are starting is Bofo. For sure. I think Bofo might have had the best preseason of those three. Yeah, I think Bofo's very much playing for a job. You know, Bofo's going, I deserve to start. And you can't disagree with, with the kid's energy. Yeah. Um, eye for goal. Eye for goal, energy, speed, quickness, skill, sure. everything. You have Corey Baird, though. I do. That's a weird place for Corey Baird. It is. I mean, are, you, are you saying he's just too good to keep off the wings? Because he's so, not taking so Sabrina's to be clear, spot. When he was, you know, in Coolidge, he won a few championships at that position. Obviously, college is in the MLS, but that his his preferred and obviously posi- his competition wasn't what it is now. For sure, his his preferred position is is on the on on the wings. That's yeah. he's he's not yes, a striker uh, through and through. Yeah. Um, Corey Baird blew my mind with the U.S. Men's National Team. I mean. It wasn't that good. It was okay. He, he was, was good. He was direct to a fault. And I appreciate that, like, just that hustle. Like, that cute, pure eye for goal. Pit bull. I'm biting down on this bone, and I'm not letting go until I have it. Like, yeah, this is going to sound kind of strange because they're two drastically different players with two very drastically different personalities and styles. Uh, uh, but Corey Baird's play on the wings for the U.S. men's national team reminded me of uh, uh, Sebastian Velasquez. Mm. That, like, I'm going to chase this ball until yeah. I hear the whistle. I still don't know why we didn't sign that guy. Well, Up to the first team again. Dude, uh, well, I mean, what are you going to do? Take out Rushnak to, you know, I, I feel like we're covered there. It would be decent. I know. I, I love Love the energy. Minute, oh, yeah. for sure. I get Anyways, it. Go ahead. I get it. Proceed. Um, Corey Bear just impressed me on the wing. I want to yep. give him a shot. I feel like the first game is, is, is a good opportunity to do that. I think... I also think it sends a message to Plata. I think Plata has been very honest with his intentions of wanting to go to Liga MX. And I think if, if you do this as a, as a coach on the first game, and we've seen Plata respond well. Yeah. Plata always comes back super well from being benched. Mm-hmm. I think it sends the message like, hey, dude, you, you're getting out hustled. Um, that being said, I don't think it's very likely we see Corey Baird uh, it's opening weekend. It's super unlikely. Um, but it's just it's what I would do. And that's that's what this exercise is about. I honestly think there's a higher chance that we see Corey Baird in number nine than the left wing, because Corey Baird is at best number three option on left wing. For I me. agree. Because we got Plata, I think still is number one. Because mm-hmm. you have to start him. You can send a message by taking him out in halftime. Yeah, there's I, that. I, taking him out in the thirty-fifth minute is a way stronger message than not starting him. If you want to go that route. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, we that's... are playing in Houston. We have we have horrible luck in Houston. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, anyways, um, I love Baird. I think he's going to see some minutes. I think he's one of our one of our power subs, uh, super subs. Mm-hmm. Well, super sub. Power sub. Well, no, I think he's a power sub. He's a super sub. I don't think no. He's super, like a Kyle Beckerman would be a super sub. There's no. no such thing as there's no like nomenclature for like power sub. Well, I just made it up, and I'm gonna. Stick What's the difference between a power sub and a super sub? Uh, uh, is that uh, the level of impact? Yes. Okay. I imagine the super sub is above power sub. Super sub is the top level of sub. All I know is, <laughs> you know, we say it every year. This is the deepest roster. This is the deepest roster ourselves ever had. 
Yeah. I think a solid reminder is we have said that every year, and it's it's not like Colorado was sitting there going everything is fine. It's not like you know Atlanta was sitting there and they won the freaking thing going everything is fine. Every single team around us, you know, with the exception of a few who kept relatively quiet, went out and made quote unquote improvements. No one is as no one stayed where they were last year, and I think we need to remember that. Um, All right, let me ask you this question. Let's, let's hear it. Because this happens every year. You're right. Mm-hmm. Not every year, but last year, I remember sitting here like, oh my God, we're going to be awesome. Right. We got depth everywhere. Absolutely. And then everyone got injured. Let's not assume that everyone's going to get injured. Sure. Okay. What's the one or two players that get injured and the team tanks? I'm going to say the Miram Rushnak. It's very obvious. It's Those are safe. easy. So what's the number one, I guess? I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say Demir. I wanted to say Rushnak, but I think it it's it's switched. I, I think Demir is so, important for the soul of this team. So if Demir is out and Everton is playing his position, uh-huh. we're drastically worse? I think so. I I think an Arsa and not even like skill wise. Like I don't think Demir is some like world. Right. Breaker. No, I get that. It, it's Demir. I have never liked the player as much as I like Demir after only one year f- playing for RSL. He has found a way to like ingrain himself into the culture of RSL. Um, I think a huge part of that has to do with his little Karate Kid moment. Yeah. You know, like there was a part of me that was like, "We've lost this game. We're out. It's over." Like you know, uh, we made we made the 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 uh, postseason and we're out in the first round. Been there, done that. And I feel like you know, I know he didn't do it by himself. I know he, it's it's a team sport, and, and and two other goals were scored that day. But I feel like the Mir's Karate Kid moment was like yeah. it was it was the 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 he's the guy you look for when you're down a goal in the 80th minute and you think you've lost. Like he, it's an emotional leader. Yep. And I think that's what we need. Because I think Rushnek is like the tactical leader and, and the guy you look for to like make goals and, and make shit happen. But Rushnek isn't the emotional leader. And that matters for some reason on a, on a soccer I, I field. I think Kyle Beckerman is still the emotional leader, which is why it's starting for me. And I also think that this is the first time in a long time I cannot think of one player, from my perspective, mm-hmm. that's, whose absence screws up the whole thing. All right? So I'm thinking... Okay, if Demir is out, right, you put in Kyle Beckman or, or Everton. Yeah. Okay. So, assuming if Demir is out, Kyle's on the field. Sure. Okay? Sure. If Rushniak's out, pull in Severino. Not even that. You could just pull Demir up there. Sure. And now you have Kyle and Demir and Everton on the field. Definitely. Okay. Um. Obviously, Corey Baird is not an emotional leader. He's not. A, he's not a game changer. Like that's not gonna happen. Sure. Plata, but same thing. They're, they're solid always, options. Oh, su- super solid. I'm talking about game, like yeah, yeah, yeah. game changer for sure. Johnson, we don't know yet. Like he could bang in like eight goals in the first four games, and like all right, he becomes that. Sure. Um, I think Savarino. Yeah, huge absence. Probably you know we're losing the most skilled player on the team. Mm-hmm. Plenty of people to take a spot. For sure. Brooks you Lennon know? would love it. Right. Speaking of Brooks Lennon, Beltran's out. Brooks Lennon, yeah, Brooks for sure. Brooks plays it. For we sure. got, let's say, M. Silva gets injured. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's just Silva now. 
Okay. Silva <laughs> gets injured. We got Justin Glad on the bench. For sure. Right? Assuming he, like, he got his head straight on. Right. Every We're assuming, you know. Yes. Look, Herrera is out. We got Toya. He mm-hmm. can play. I mean, this is... I, I can see, finally, why they're saying it's the deepest roster we've had. Yeah. There, it, there's it, not a... There's not a... Because you have to remember, last year, beginning of last year, Damir wasn't Damir yet. Right. Right. At the start of the year, he wasn't the he guy. Was, he was not Damir. He, he was still figuring it out. So this is the first time ever. I, I, first time in a long... What? Remando. Okay. We, for the first time in years, we're actually questioning, is Remando the one? Right. Now, we're both saying, obviously, he is. But in part, it's just loyalty. You know, hey, I, I know think, where I'm from. You know, what's it? Chris Paul called it being, you know, being homers. Mm-hmm. I get that. For sure. Um, but even that, I mean, Putna. Yeah, he can play. Look, he looked good. He can play, for sure. So... And to, to be totally clear, when the time comes, the amount of money we're paying Romando, there's we get that, a decent goal. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get yeah, a we'll, we, yeah. There won't be a the heir apparent doesn't have to be on the team right now, yeah. and I'm okay with that. And so I'm actually I, I used to say in a couple of months in the past couple of months that this is the least excited I've been for a season. Mm-hmm. It's still true. Okay. But there's nothing wrong with a boring season. I think we're going to be a powerhouse. We can, we are, and look, I'm I'm not going to claim that I know the depths of most teams' Mm -hmm. charts the way I know ours. Of course. But if we're playing three games in a week, Mm -hmm. you know, that happens once, twice. It does. It does. Especially now. Yeah. We're playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Mm -hmm. We're okay. Oh, for sure. We're okay. We can, we can field an almost completely different team. You know what this kind of feels like? Hmm. I don't want to jinx it. Don't say 09. It kind of... I don't. I was going to say 09, but I was going to say it kind of feels like a team is the star. Mm. We have... It's. I feel like we kind of stepped away from that for a little bit, for better or worse. Yeah. Um, And it kind of feels like it's coming back to that, where it's like yeah. we just got dudes who want to play good soccer, who are very good at, at their jobs, and you have that everywhere. There isn't like a dramatic drop off in talent. This is from option one to option two. So this does require. Here's my worry. I haven't even thought about this till just now. Mm-hmm. Handling this type of level of talent, not stars, right, requires a management skill set that's highly polished. Oh, for sure. We now have the tools that require a tactician. Yeah. When we only no, had no, no, even no, no. tactician. Okay, okay. When I get we it. had yes. eleven guys to pick from, it was easy to pick eleven guys. Yeah. We Th- now have twenty some odd dudes that all justify playing time. You got to figure out what those pieces look like. See, I don't think that's tactician though. I think your tactics. I, I think you can literally run two different teams with the exact same. Formation. Sure, I'm not talking formation. And exact same, and exact same tactics, mm-hmm. but you have to pick between two. Yeah, player people. selection. Sure. So it's just people management. It it's requires a, a high soccer IQ. It, yes. it requires a thinker. So I guess this is the year we find out if uh, Mike Petke is. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Is. This is the year we find out if Mike Petke is the guy. I think Mike Petke is 100% the dude you bring in right. after a Jeff Kassar who just like blew yeah. up your locker and like you have no pride left and your home base is in your home base. Rio Tinto is a fortress again. 
Like yes. people come to the riot and it's like, okay, we gotta we gotta earn it here. Like RSL didn't lose too much at home. That's that's partially because of Petke. Um you know, but but that was then and this is now and, and I'm not you know, I'm not revving up the the engine on the, the Petke out train or anything like that quite yet. But this is the year where we figure out what the dude can bring. This is the definitely provided we stay healthy. Yeah, deepest team we have ever had, and I can see some. I, I can definitely see some hurt feelings. I can see. Uh, oh, they're professionals. I mean, that's. Uh, yeah, that's that's how it always works. I can definitely <laughs> see Plata's feelings hurt really easy, which I'm great fine with because he comes um, back and wants to prove you wrong. Yeah, um, I can see Glad's feelings continue to get hurt. I, I mean, there's just there's. Hey, just there's always things. loans out to Orlando. There's always. <laughs> All right, anything else we have to add before we no, sign I, off on I, this here broadcast? I think this was a solid summary of what, what fans can expect or not to expect. And, uh, yeah, go go uh, go vote if it's up. Um, we'll kind of polish up some of these images and get something going. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I, I think mine def- looks better than yours. For sure. And I can – I was going to sketch it out in, like, Excel. Like to make oh. it like words and text and stuff. So give me some time and I'll do that. Uh, I'll send you mine though. Yes, and send me mine. Just in case it. you forget. Why are we recording this part? RSL Nation, you're beautiful. Soccer. It's in been like an absolute three, honor, pleasure. Days. And depending on when they're listening to this, we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, we're, we're scheduled to talk. Some Houston fans, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, buddy. Should uh, be an supporters. Uh, so I really, I really, we really hope to make a thing out of this. For we sure. Would love to have a segment every week. In yeah. addition to our regular segment. Right. We'll f- figure the... We do have jobs and such. Technically, I'm still employed. <laughs> um, I mean, how awesome would it be to just sit down and chat with, like, opposing fans? Not, not like not like beat writers. And like, no, 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 no. Like, legit... Like, you and I in Houston. Our... our yeah. Our opposites. Our, like, our, our, Texan, our Texan cousins. So... But in every city. For sure. Like, that's the plan. I think we're just informed enough to be dangerous. That's my life motto. All right. Arsenal Nation, we love you. It's been a pleasure. Have yourself a good evening. Goodbye.